Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. Hi, welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. Today on our podcast, we have the wonderful Pandora Long. So Pandora Long was one of our previous students and she now has opened up a successful clinic in Chelsea. So welcome, Pandora. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. It's such you. a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to see you both again. Oh, yeah, thank you. After a while of yeah. like traumatic <laughs> education. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, so obviously coming on to our podcast today mm-hmm. we want to hear about your story so yeah. tell us how you have got to where you are today in terms of your clinic even if lifestyle lifestyle choices what you yeah so I mean it's been a journey I actually was an accountant before I got into skin so it's not something that I've done forever um, so yeah I was an accountant maybe for, mainly for small businesses Um, And I was just getting in this cycle of sort of coming to this like brick, hitting a brick wall in my work and then thinking, oh, well, it must be the company I work for. (laughs) I just apply for another job in the same field. Um, And then it did get to a point where I was like, right, is this it? Is this my life? (laughs) Crunching numbers for like the next however many years. So I thought, okay, what is it that what can I do that I'll actually enjoy? And I'm. racking my brains and then yeah I suddenly thought of skin I mean I've always suffered with my skin as a teenager I had um quite bad acne I was I mean when I was at school all girls were using like Garnier face wipes and like dream matte mousse and I was I had like a 10-step dermalogica skincare (laughs) program because that's all that existed at the time and I was wearing like Estee Lauder double wear and yeah so um I then went on reacting to fix that and then after that it was sort of this um journey of trying to find ways to reduce my scarring so at the time it was mainly peels and laser so knowing having a lot of knowledge more than most people who don't suffer with their skin would in in that sort of field anyway all my friends would come to me for product recommendations so as soon as I thought well why didn't I go in skin I couldn't believe that it didn't come to me already um so yeah and then that's kind of when I started looking at how to you know start the journey and um so Interestingly, going from accountants, now we have we have investment bankers, solicitors, mm-hmm. accountants, scientists and judge that have changed wow. from their industry to skin. Yeah. Now, I know when I went into beauty, the way it was perceived, how did your family and friends oh God, take totally. that? Well, I say this all the time. If I would have finished school, particularly the school that I was in, and said, I'm going to go into beauty, and at that point, we're talking over a decade ago, it would have been seen as, like, beauty therapist, or, you know, not that academic. You know, you're going to be on X amount working for someone else for the rest of your life, which, of course, nothing wrong with. But, yeah, I think the perception has totally changed. Like, you can own your own business. You can be successful. There's so much more to it which I have learned in terms of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a it's, shock. It's, <laughs> not, it's not like a DOS job at all. And like, yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I breached it with my family and friends, they were so supportive. Nice. Um, they know how passionate I was about skin to begin with. They saw probably how unhappy I was in the field that I was currently in. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah I've had nothing but support which has been lovely but yeah it's so interesting how and like now everyone's into wellness beauty Mm. the whole perception of the industry has totally changed I think it's great yeah I feel like nowadays as well we're going into the industry where it's not just now just like your high street beauty salon that does yeah. everything mm. i find that everyone is becoming like a spe- uh, like specialist specializing it, yeah. in their own field of work exactly and actually regardless whether it is like painting nails or like um or doing lashes or whatever doing manicures pedicures yeah. all the way through to actually working with the skin yeah there is actually a huge amount of knowledge and art and um, and skill that goes behind all of these different aspects of the the beauty industry Definitely. in general. And I think something that's helped with that is social media because people can really see, you know, I watch I go into a hole of watching like reels of manicures with like this amazing <laughs> intricate art and you can actually see what goes into a manicure, a pedicure, yeah. like a skin treatment. Um I think there's just, you know, it's people can see a lot more into what goes into these things and I think it's just like garnered a lot more respect I guess yeah yeah it's it it, it yeah it's it's definitely a lot more respected um so then you you decide you go into this industry you started looking up mm-hmm. schools mm-hmm. of course you know you came to us but what <laughs> yeah. what <laughs> what how was that first step so you decided you know on us and then you know, enrolling and then coming across because honestly, so many students struggle at the start when they see that amount of information because mm. it's not just how you're going to do a facial, it's the anatomy and physiology, yeah. it's the skin conditions, it's like um, you know, how you're adapting products, how you're adapting yeah. everything for it. How was that that first start? So I have to say, you know, I was expecting I don't know what I was expecting in terms of theory, but I thought, you know, I've done exams my whole adult life I've done my accountancy exams I'm quite good at this sort of thing I'm quite studious um when I logged in (laughs) to my portal I my jaw was on the floor I was like what and then I started my first video and it was talking about the layers of the skin and all this anatomy physiology all this terminology and I was like oh my god I was not ready for this so yeah it was a shock it was a total shock but as I say I mean the theory work didn't really put me off. Yeah. I, that's something that I was used to. Yeah. The thing that terrified me the most was the physical side of the training. But yeah, I must say the, the sheer amount of coursework and things that I saw that I had to complete, at first it did seem quite overwhelming. Mm. Yeah. And in terms from a student point of view, because we um, do have questions of people getting overwhelmed, because obviously from our our perspective not only are we trying to give um a off-call government regulated qualification but also as well us as a uh, business as a brand we want to obviously give our students the best Mm -hmm. so um we try and like i'm sometimes like i go and see Anne louise in the office and she's still developing like the level two training manual which has been out for the last (laughs) 10 years so it's like just gonna add this i just need to put in here this sentence (laughs) so it's just like so um Obviously, we want to make sure that we're keeping on top of it. So, yeah. obviously, it's great that we're trying to give people all this information and mm. knowledge. Um, but from a student point of view, how did you, I suppose, compartmentalize it? How did you yeah. break it up? Like, did you, um, like, how did you not make it as intense as what it probably yeah. looked? 
And just quickly touching on that, that's one of the reasons that drew me to skin philosophy is like the in-depth theory that I knew that you guys would provide. And that was something that was really important to me. Um, So I think what happened, I mean, initially I tried to um, do all the coursework and the studying alongside my job, which was for a startup at the time, which they work you all hours of the day. And I just realized that I wasn't going to be getting this done efficiently. So I think what really helped me is to actually as hard as it was, say goodbye to the job and just purely focus on skin and getting this work done. Mm. It was also, it was good for me because it meant that I didn't necessarily have something to fall back on in terms of like, oh, I've still got my job, I don't have to do it. So that's what really helped me, just focusing purely on this new journey that I'd started. And on it, you guys set it out really well on the portal where you section everything so I would just honestly it's not you know I didn't do anything crazy I just focused on one section got that section done moved on to the next one didn't even look at the others until Mm -hmm. I just completed one because otherwise that's when it all starts to feel a little bit crazy Um, but yeah as I say I think that the amount of knowledge and theory that you guys provide is perfect and it does seem overwhelming at the start but once you get the hang of it the more the better really I think it's good that you've said that as well because um, when I speak to students, the first thing that I say, you've almost backed up what I say without me actually saying anything, Mm. is that I always say to them, it could seem overwhelming at first, but focus on just one thing at a time. Exactly, yeah. And like you said, you you took the leap of faith of quitting your job and then being able to not only focus on the coursework, but then also you put yourself in that thing where it's like, right, it's pushing me to now go into it. Exactly. And and that's absolutely amazing. I also think for people that um, had, like, potentially can't do can't do that yeah um is that it's just important to make sure that you are delegating time and that the the coursework and the course material it's not being put on the back burner as something that you're Mm -hmm. going to do in your spare time but this is you building your knowledge it's building your career and it should be just as much much of your to-do list as what it is having to go to gym three times a week or having to do whatever um, yeah, I think that's really important. No, definitely. And I was in a, a such fortunate position that I could take a month off, you know, to yeah. to do that. Um, but I think also it's just, I mean, it's really easy to put so much pressure on yourself at the start to complete it all within X amount of time. But just what I would say is just enjoy it now. I know it sounds so cliche, but just to be kind to yourself. Be like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm learning something new. Isn't this great? As opposed to I have to get this coursework yeah. done. Otherwise, I can't do this. And, you know, just like sort of, Yes, look at it as like exciting and learning. Yeah. Easier said than done, yeah. but yeah, take yeah. the pressure off a bit. That's yeah. it, because we get an awful lot with the students and they come in and they're like, and I'm like, relax, yeah. stop it, <laughs> relax. <probably> me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, if my biggest thing is I don't want them stressing it yeah. because they won't enjoy it. No. And also you can't absorb if your brain no. is going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. So unless you like take a chill and just say, go, okay, I'll learn what I can learn and that's it. Um. So your first day then, practical. Mm-hmm. So basically you completed all your theory assignments, then you did your exams, you did amazingly in your theory exams and then you you started in practical. So it is daunting going in that day and you had Rebecca teaching you and Clapham Rebecca's amazing. Yeah, so how was that whole process? So I'm quite an introverted person. I up until that point my job was based on sitting behind a laptop, communicating by email, occasionally the phone. Um <laughs> 
occasionally face to face, but barely, um, and used to working by myself in small businesses. So for me, I knew that the training was something that I was going to find the hardest and the most overwhelming. Um, I was obviously a nervous wreck <laughs> the first day. Um, and also, it's, you know, it's kind of like starting, it is like starting a new school, first day of school, like meeting <laughs> who's going to be there, what are they going to be like, are the girls going to be nice, you know, all these things. Everyone was absolutely lovely. So, yeah, there's a lot of nerves going into it. And then, obviously, having to, like, touch someone's face, <laughs> sit opposite them, do a consultation, it is, yeah, it was a lot. And I think what I, lo- I love the way that, Rebecca taught and that how skin philosophy also you know teaches you were the same in level four is that you give just enough support and demonstration to feel like okay if I really have a problem I can touch base with someone or I I know enough to like get on with what I'm doing but also you give so much autonomy to like just kind of get on with it you know this is what it's going to be like when you get out there you're not going to have someone sat next to you helping you reassuring all your decisions yeah um and you know it's back to back like yeah. you get used to those oh, yeah. busy days and you i do. think that's what's yeah what was great yeah because yeah. my thing is is like always 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 i i won't fish for you i'll teach you how to fish yeah. but i'm not going that to fish for you and like that's always been my thing is i'll give you the skills it's yeah. up to you to adopt them and like some people will absolutely run with it but it is it's very terrifying to touch someone's skin and go how much pressure am i going to break their yeah. skull <laughs> am i you know it, like yeah. it, it, it's yeah. quite a lot for it is. from nothing it was a lot and i think also yeah as i say you guys give just the, the right amount of support and then you take a step back so that's for me found it hard initially but was totally helped in the long run but as I was saying earlier you know I walked out after my first day and called my husband and was like <laughs> I don't think I can go back tomorrow <laughs> and um yeah I think most people feel like that yeah most people do day. so many students tell yeah us. and yeah. that's what helped because Rebecca did say that at the start yeah. you're gonna leave here and be like oh my gosh yeah. so she said go home like have a bath, don't think about anything that you've done today, just really switch off and then come back tomorrow. And then that's exactly what I did. I didn't think about it too much. Went back for day two and honestly, the change was like massive. It is absolutely crazy for us as well as trainers watching how people come in. The thing is, is it's quite hard really because when you come in for the first day, actually that is the most intense day, Mm. but then that's also the day where we want to make sure that everyone's happy and that we want to come back again and stuff. But it is very intense, but it is kind of, it's almost like, right, we're going to give you all of this today. But like what you just said, when you come back the next day, it's almost like you're a different person. Mm. You're just like, you just need to process what has been taken in and then go and do it. But it is a skill in itself of like do going like obviously doing what you've done of working in a complete different industry to then having to learn to communicate to speak face to face to be able to be okay of tapping into people's personal lives trying to find out about everyone having to know everything on the consultation form having to look at the skin having to manage the client having to do all of this and that will only come with experience and Mm. that's what you have gained and that's what students will learn is that at first it is go like it is going to feel like a lot but you're only going to even even us that have been in the industry for a long time you're never going to stop learning there's always something you can learn and implement into Mm -hmm. what you do um, and I think that's and as you as you are very good at what you do, <laughs> <laughs> very far. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. it was it was hugely different. And like, as you say, it's you know having in a work environment, the conversations that I have with people are very sort of 
black and white, you figures. know, we're talking about figures, you know, there's no emotion in it whatsoever. There's a real emotional intelligence that comes with working in the industry that we work in, you know, reading someone, um, how you word things, yeah. how, you know, what your demeanor is. It's, yeah. it's, it was some, all of that was totally new to me. Yeah, even how they answer things like, so, you know, if they answer things, you know, when you're finding out about their skin health and they're like, oh, you know, um, or don't drink enough water. But you, you're you interpreting how they say that sentence mm. to go, OK, you really don't drink any yeah. or you're open to <laughs> exactly. it. Like, you know, you're going to drink more if I tell you more. Yeah. You're interpreting every question they Detective say. Work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I don't really take any medication. Really don't. Well, oh, take yeah. It. And then <laughs> it comes out like down the line that yeah. they take a whole bunch. Yeah. Like, oh, that would have been great to know. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, it is. I mean, it's a, a totally different skill set yeah. Yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. Do you feel like as well that obviously from going from the coursework to then maybe day three of practical training mm-hmm. or whatever, do you feel like that it was actually starting to like all come together, like everything was making sense? Yeah. And like it was um, everything that you basically learned over the couple of months. It yeah. was kind of starting to get easier. Yeah, it definitely started to click. And um as I say, I went in saying, you know, I know all my knowledge. I know what this color LED light does. I know what this does. And it's like all good and well if you have it in your head. But when you're in, you know, in a room with a person, you're thinking on your feet, you've just analyzed their skin type. Okay, what should I, you know, I can't take 15 minutes to sit and have a think about, oh, what, what direction <laughs> should I go with the treatment? You know, it is about bringing it all together. And by day three, I definitely felt more confident in my ability to make those choices about which direction to take the treatment, what route to go down in terms of the electrics. Way more comfortable comfortable when someone was I could hear them coming up the stairs. <laughs> I do get that like anxiety attack. Oh no, it's I was like, okay, you know, another person, like just another day. Like yeah. definitely by day three, it definitely all comes together. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you know you're a hundred percent, you know, yeah, in the yeah. game, but like you definitely feel like, okay, I've got this. Yeah. No need to panic. Yeah. yeah. So now you have a really successful clinic and you're doing amazingly. Thank you. Like you're definitely one of our success stories. Aww, where it's like you look at it and you know Rebecca's like, Oh she's oh, a prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so like so how was that? So opening the clinic, like, you know, deciding on the machines, deciding mm. on, you know, which skincare lines, treatments you were going to do, location, getting yeah. the unit. Because that's the next step and it's a real struggle for a lot. I think, obviously, when I first started the training and the course, even, you know, right at the start, I did have a vision of kind of what direction I wanted to go in. I knew that I wanted to work for myself. I knew that I wanted to base be based in southwest London and probably provide, you know, on like a price scale, a higher end of treatment, specialise in certain things, like not offer a huge repertoire of tr- treatments within skin and beauty, etc. I knew these things to begin with, but it just didn't, have I didn't have the confidence necessarily to believe that that's where I could go which is obviously something that you will really help me with um and once I sort of thought that okay this is something you probably could do if you really wanted to um that's when I started implementing it all so it wasn't so I kind of already had a plan from the start but yeah I mean it was it was hard honestly (laughs) yeah um, you, I was second guessing a lot of decisions I was making. I was obviously set up incredibly well by the training. I knew, you know, I had the basis of a really good facial treatment. I loved the microneedling. I knew that that's what I was going to continue with. So I had all these things that I knew. But yeah, it is hard, and it's all about research. And 
I think something that I struggled with with the research is looking at what other people were doing these successful clinics on social media but also not sort of comparing yourself and being like oh my god I'm never going to be that so it's taking the inspiration but not comparing yourself too much but that's kind of yeah I did have a picture when I before I even started the training of the route I wanted to go down so I think that helped Mm -hmm. yeah I had a focus and that's what I'd recommend to anybody doing the same is like have you know have an end goal where you think you want to be obviously that's going to change over time but you know think about from early on what sort of business you want to be I knew I wanted to have a clean aesthetic but someone else might want sort of more fun like funky Mm. like these little things you just pick up along the way yeah and how did you decide the treatments then so like so because this is the struggle of so for us when I had the clinic in Barnes my thing was is um I wasn't actually going treatment treatments for the treatments clients were looking for or the treatments clinics were doing yeah my one was more um layering it up you know mm-hmm. p- bringing treatments in so how did you decide like you said earlier the high food why the high food like how are you getting <laughs> on with it do you like it yeah so i think um i knew that i wanted to be quite results based in yeah. terms of the treatments i was given uh giving even the facial that i do which is you know less of well advanced quote unquote facial I knew that I wanted there to be like instant results mm-hmm. um so why I love the Haifu is because it is an incredibly results-based treatment it's really skin tightening radiofrequency is great but Haifu I like because you only really need one treatment so I know that people are going to get the results if they come to me once as opposed to having to commit from a time schedule budget perspective once a week or however however long so um yeah that's why I really liked Haifu um and I I liked that I could use it on the body similar to radio frequency so that kind of filled that gap of you know skin tightening skin tightening um so yeah I mean again just research looking at like clinics around me not everyone really offers it so it seems like a really good thing to do as well um and then obviously it's the the struggle of finding a good machine yeah. that doesn't cost the world I knew it was going to cost some money but um yeah just really trusting people that make the machines that's what I found really hard as well they sell you the world and then you oh, know yeah. disappear disappear yeah. off the <laughs> face of the earth and um so yeah that it was hard but yeah got yeah. there in the end found a machine I love mm-hmm. So any tips for picking a supplier? Because I do try and say this, but mm. it's good to hear it from someone else's point. I mean, massively wing it at that point. But yeah, I, I mean, just Google, obviously look at reviews, look at the results that they have, you know, ask to see them. And not just the two that are on the brochure. You want to mm. see results, you know, at every skin type, all the ages, different parts of the body. Um, really take your time deciding. The company that I went for my hyphy machine in the end, they went above and beyond. Like they were on WhatsApp. They had they did my market research in terms of price for me. They were so helpful. They couldn't have done enough. And you just get a gut feeling that actually these people are good people. Mm. Um, I think another thing, um, look at where the machine's made. Obviously that helps in areas um leave china alone <laughs> yes <stay laughs> this one was made in england and i thought you know what well, well if anything goes wrong in terms of the machine breaking then you know you can just send it back up to where the factory is and it gets repaired 
Um, yeah, all these little things, again, that you sort of pick up along the way. I can't claim to be like the best authority <laughs> on picking machines. I've only picked a couple. But um, yeah, it's again, it is kind of a gut feeling as well. Yeah. Um, but results, 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 yeah. basically. And what about the products as well? Do you feel the same about them? Yeah. What made you choose the skincare line that you go for or the lines that you go Yeah, for? so I wanted, um, again, so I was set up in Chelsea, um, had massive overheads to cover so mm-hmm. my treatments have to be a certain price and obviously with that bec- becomes a certain like luxury product I guess so going with um, product ranges that you know people want used on their face that have I used a lot of Dr. Barbara Sturm, Vagi, all these things that you know people think oh well I don't necessarily use that at home or I wouldn't you know buy a pot of her cream mm-hmm. um, but I'll treat myself um, but in terms of product yeah for me it was more um and this is something that I learned so much in the tra- training, obviously, with different skin types. I, there was no one product range. And I didn't want to go with, like, one salon brand. I wanted to, like, bring in quite a few things to make sure that I've got every skin type covered. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that I just use one particular product um, line. Just picking and choosing and, like, my favourites. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, fancy fancy, But, yeah, just things that work, mm-hmm. things that I know are going to feel nice on people's yeah. skin. And I think it's relating as well to that. You've chosen that because of your own personal experiences, yeah. what you've learned, what you've learned about the brands, what you know mm-hmm. works for clients, and also your client clientele. Exactly. Um, so in terms of kind of like potentially people that are listening to this choosing their products, um, it's doing it is doing that market research on mm. what is your clientele, what is your audience, what potentially is the average budget of your paying client yeah um and then obviously looking into then the brands the reputations and exactly the results, that you get results as well yeah yeah so um yeah no that all sounds amazing yeah, yeah. i mean it is hard and it feels like every decision you're making is the wrong decision oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know again just be kind to yourself and yeah. just yeah trust yeah. trust your judgment i think the one thing that we can learn from your experience is that you have to just do it mm-hmm. like we get a lot of people that are potentially not coming and not yet on courses because they're constant or like they disappear for a few months and then they come back again because of potentially that fear or um of uh, of starting something new Mm -hmm. or um opening up a business because it's scary and like you said when you open up a business you do feel like that every decision is like oh my gosh yeah and i think what you what we can learn from you and your experience is that you need to just do it and then you need to learn from it regardless whether it was right or wrong. Um, And I think it is okay to also not know what you want to do or where you want to go yet and you mm. need to go and put your the feelers out there. But I really like that for you that when you enrolled onto the course, you kind of a little bit into a certain extent had that end goal, yeah. even though it could change over time, mm-hmm. your, your perception could change. Um, but it's just giving that focus it's giving that kind of like this is my purpose of why I'm doing it and always remember throughout that whole process the purpose of why you're doing it and that's mm. what I really like about your journey um, and what the, what other yeah, students can learn sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah and it depends on your personality type like I'm the type of person if I had the backup of the accounting job still mm. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have a clear goal at the end then I would you know fret every night about like oh what should I do I don't know what to do but some for some people you know that's that's not 
how it needs to be for them and so it's all about your own journey as you say yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and um so we were talking earlier um about it the big struggle mm-hmm. that um you and i both have with it's the socials oh, doing God. the socials <laughs> the <dreaded> <laughs> <Yeah>. social. <laughs> so like it is a struggle for for all um people that getting into this industry that in this industry social media sells your brand it mm-hmm. sells your business it's so and if you don't do it it doesn't exist and like for me my tip would be like just go do it pick up the mm-hmm. phone and just go straight mm-hmm. and live and say what you're thinking about and don't even think twice what would your tip be? yeah that's a great one i need to do that more <laughs> um mine i mean my tip is post what you would like to see honestly and don't think about it too much I knew that what I would like to see if I was going somewhere for a treatment is before and afters um, and that's what I focused on and I try not to overcomplicate it Um, don't overthink it that I know (laughs) with social media it's really hard but yeah I mean it's it doesn't have to be as scary and complex as we make it Jess you're good at it you're so good at it yeah. I think as well it comes back to as well with just creating habits like yeah. if you're not someone that's used to posting about business or posting about your life or mm. or being in front of a camera or talking to the, the phone or yeah, your audience exactly. then obviously it's going to it's going to feel either hard at first or it's going to be easy to fall out of mm. I think um, for a very long time I've been having to do social media so I think it's part of it's just my part day, of the day-to-day yeah. life now yeah yeah so um you'd be lost without it <laughs> but it's also turned into me like I say to them all the time like social media now or not social media sorry pictures and videos now have almost become like built into me the way that like yeah. that eth- not, like just but do you know the creativity it, side yeah like, the, like I like yeah, but the problem is, is, yeah, but the thing is, is, and this is because I picked up the iPhone um, a couple of phones ago because I've had okay. iPhones like, but uh, iPhone has an automatic beautify on it without actually like an automatic, like you look better. Do you, oh. oh, no, I actually see it. I don't it. think I've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to think I look like in real life then if it's not But because you see, so basically also as well, there is something psychologically known is that you will see yourself in like in a factual, um, in a non-factual way, four times or six times prettier than you are. <laughs> so your emotions... Yeah. Oh, honestly, when I, I heard this, I was like, okay, I get oh it now. God. Um, so basically, because your empathy for yourself and the way you see yourself, you will look at your pictures and go, I'm like this. But then when a picture is taken of you, it's like, that's a factual photo. And you go, right. that's the facts. Do you know I that see. kind of way? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So iPhone now have built in that filter, like it's an automatic thing. Oh it's because I was like turn the beautify off on that, mm-hmm. and it was like no, it's it's actually that's a how thing. It is. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was like that's not really good because when you look in the mirror or someone takes a picture of you, you actually think you're like that, yeah. whereas you're like this. It doesn't mean you're not hot. It yeah. just means that. <laughs> you're not a model do yeah. you know that kind of way because those in, like it's so it's so it's it, bad I it's think that's so another bad. thing as well in terms of social media and marketing is not even so much trying to build a business I think it's just 
general to social media nowadays. Like like you said, like there's a very you gotta be very careful that you're not being pulled into like comparing. Like totally. I like I've yeah. had conversations with Anna Louise and quite a lot recently is that obviously we're doing a lot of front of camera stuff. Mm. Whereas I know my angles, I know my good sides, totally, I know like yeah. my best filters, I know the right lighting, I know what I need to do. So like now I'm looking at videos and pictures, I'm like, no way. <laughs> no. I look like that. But it's just like, oh, but then, know, yeah. but I think it's that. I think it's but yeah. Think, yeah, everyone. It's but tough. people watching your content don't view you in the same way that you're viewing yourself. And that I no. mean, I wanted. Yeah. I did a. <laughs> I took about ten videos explaining micro needling this is on <laughs> monday and i in the end i just took a picture and wrote it all and it's so bad because it's like why do i care so much yeah. but honestly i i, I was like yeah. cross-eyed for all of it i thought no i can't pick yeah, up but then that's but it is what people do actually don't they do see you like okay you'll look at your picture and go oh that's me that's terrible yeah. but someone will look at that video and go oh i've noticed from me being on the webinars for the students, because obviously before lockdown, we didn't have the webinars. Mm. So students would just come in straight and their perception on me is very different. There's a slight really? awe like, because they've seen me on TV, yeah. which is just <laughs> yeah. the That's webinars. That's so true, actually. Yeah. I probably had a bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, oh. they're like to Rebecca, is that and Louise? And I'm like, like literally, yeah. like, I, I couldn't I be more I think I had a bit of that. Yeah. Because um, you would add training me for level four and I was a bit like oh my god <laughs> but it's only it's because terrible. I'm on camera yeah yeah, yeah it's, so it. true. it's not because I'm extra special yeah. or anything so when people yeah. look at you they'll go oh my god she's yeah. great mm-hmm. so you have to do it you can't yeah. look at yourself so cynically no, no. Mm-hmm. you can't it's hard. yeah so when you said about like oh my gosh I look cross-eyed and stuff mm-hmm. I guarantee the one thing that I sometimes do is that if I'm like right now I feel like that looks disgusting I'll save it and then, like, when you, if you look back on it again in about a day or two, or bad. like, yeah, you're like, oh, actually, that's okay. Yeah, but yeah. I think because you have done it 10 times and because you've now got this image and because you, yeah. you feel like your eyes are all tired and funny, you're spiraling. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're spiraling. <laughs> yeah. I think there's one, that's one thing is that if you're worried, take loads of content, mm. leave it for a bit and look back on it. But also, as well, is that I find that, um, when you're in videos, I suppose it potentially can be easier done in pictures, even though no one should be judging pictures anyway. But in videos, like I find if I'm watching something, I'm not watching something thinking, oh, that person's like pretty or that person's slim or that person's big or small or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're looking at just the person. You're just like, listening, you're listening to, them. to what yeah, they're saying. It's you're so not, true. Yeah, you're the not charisma. judging. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you're yeah. listening to what they have to say. You're yeah. not picking apart. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's all social media is the thing is it's so necessary for a business yeah Yeah. um and it is you know where i get the majority of my new bookings but it is it is a hard hard one to figure out yeah sure i know definitely without a doubt and it it is that kind of just brave in it Mm. because it's it's definitely not and i think uh, it's better to put content than to put like put content on then put not put content on. yeah exactly so if you feel like you look like cross-eyed fine I'll just fine. Like cross-eyed. Well, I, up there. No, I mean the algorithms are crazy these yeah. days so yeah you need to be putting loads of content out there so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I'm, they like if you smile more apparently Facebook and oh, Instagram really? pick up on smiles more oh well that's nice it's reinforcing positivity so then you right. like looking at social media because you see happy stuff right do you know that kind of way whereas TikTok actually bases itself on um, the algorithm of controversial mm. or you know anger or stuff right. like strong More emotions emotion. like that um, and that's why it gets addictive because you're mm. seeing stuff that sparks like 
you know relate, yeah exactly more, yeah. interest uh, you know annoyance with that kind of stuff oh but Instagram uh, Instagram is more about the smile okay yeah good tip learn something Ooh, new every day <laughs> yeah so just to finish up then where are you um do you have obviously this doesn't need to be told if you don't want to but <laughs> are fun. you like happy with where you are at the moment and like you're going to just keep like you're going to keep building on where you are are you have you got future plans and future goals that is in the pipeline um yeah so again i try and i'm trying not to do what i usually do is i like think ahead and be like well why aren't you here you know now i think something that the main struggle that i found with the business is the anxiety that comes with you have this picture in your head that you know you're going to open your doors and you're going to be fully oh. booked you're going to be flying and I'm going to be the next whoever um and then obviously that happens and <laughs> you just like again <laughs> spiral really like oh my god <laughs> what have I done um so yeah I try not to put too much pressure um on that and yeah I'm hoping that organically it will happen another thing that I've struggled with is imposter syndrome quite a lot yeah. um which is as we all know, is sort of feeling like you're kind of punching above your station a bit, which, yeah, so I I would say I am really happy. That's something I'm working on. Um, and also trying to view it as not necessarily a bad thing in that, um, again, this was on Stephen, he did, Stephen Bartlett did a really quick podcast on it, but basically viewing it in a positive way. If you didn't feel like you were pushing yourself and maybe, you know, yeah. competing in these levels that you maybe didn't feel ready for yeah. or you're not oh, worthy yeah. of, then yeah. that means that you're not, you know, challenging yeah. yourself. Outside the comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, to go back to like, I am happy, but that's something I'm working on. And again, trying not to sort of yeah, look ahead too much. I would love, you know, a couple, I've got one um, therapist that comes in for me on the weekend. I would love some more full-time yeah. therapists just mm-hmm. to expand the business, maybe a couple more locations. Yeah. I mean, Pipe Dream is obviously product, but again, that seems terrifying and <laughs> a long way off. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I wouldn't say that any of that's particularly unusual for someone that has started their own skin clinic. Yeah. Yeah. All the normal things. Yeah. yeah. And just to, for kind of people that are either from from this whole conversation Mm -hmm. whether it be right at the beginning on going into the industry or choosing the qualification or opening a business or anything like that what would you say kind of like you're either we'll say three or anything more anything less is fine is your either biggest learning curves or like what you've learned or just advice that you can give to god yeah i've got loads (laughs) i'll try narrow it down okay number one and this is something that skin philosophy and Anna Louise will drill into you from the start, but know your knowledge. That is the one thing that I can say, like know everything, never stop reading up on it. Yeah. I, you say it all the time in training. I think, okay, yeah, yeah, I know microneedling, whatever. But when people come in for treatment, they're not lying there silent, drifting no. off. They are picking your brains. They want mm-hmm. to know why is this treatment working? in detail what other treatments do you have and why do they work in detail <laughs> treatments you don't offer yeah they want to know what they are why they yeah. work make up obviously product recommendations makeup recommendations where you go for this like they they are want to know everything about the beauty wellness industry and they yeah. want to pick your brain so be on top of it be ready for that the second thing i would say which i've learned to do is celebrate the small wins yeah as I say, it's really easy to get this idea that you're going to open up and be really busy and you're going to be the next whoever. But I think if you don't celebrate these small things, 
um, then it can become really easy to not realize how far you've come, what you've achieved, and nothing really, you never really feel fulfilled. So your first booking, your first fully booked day, the first month you made profit, like all these little things, if you're not celebrating them, then it's just so, you know, they just yeah. fly by and yeah. you don't like yeah. praise yourself. Yeah. Um, don't lose focus on the small details. Again, you learn this in uh, skin philosophy, but obviously client care is a massive bit, but never let that slip. Yeah. You know, I get in half an hour before my first person, make sure that the room is spotless. Is the temperature okay? If they're coming in for needling, I'll probably make the room a bit colder if then, you know, a normal facial is the hot, has the hot water tap been run so that I'm not waiting for ages when they come in all these little things there was a, a girl bless her she was renting a room in the same building as me and she would come in the same time as her first person was sat there waiting oh. I just think never get to that stage yeah. never ever yeah and I would say the last thing is just this is so cringe <laughs> just be yourself honestly yeah, yeah. because obviously results are what's going to help people to repeat book and that's going to be the main thing but secondary to that is you oh yeah don't be afraid to like show your personality you're not this like robot that like does a great chemical peel like no like yeah they build like a friendship a report with your clients get to know them have a bit of banter they love that and they'll they'll book in with you and you like build these like great relationships yeah. with people that's a hundred percent like what what's the saying people don't remember what you've done for them people won't remember um, like the results but people yeah. will always remember how you made them feel exactly and that's what it's about and I see like therapists that would be below power on treatment results but yeah. because they're so warm and empathetic exactly. and caring and chatty and everything like that the clients love them this is you it. know and like I know myself I'm a bit of a robot as well like you know it's in because I'm so focused on mm. getting that treatment result to, yeah. and you're just like you're in your that I'm not like that kind of you know and then it's only those type of clients that like that will be like, oh, no, I want yeah. to see Andrea's because yeah. they you have to be yourself to get yeah. the clients you want. And you can read the room. Some people do just want to yeah. lie there and yeah. you know, get their results and leave. But yeah, don't be afraid to sort of like open up to people. Yeah. They'll open up yeah. back. Just yeah. be yourself. Yeah. Let your personality yeah. come through. Yeah. I think that also very much leads on to as well the... Um, it was to help to build your audience on like mm. what you attract and what you bring in and the clientele you want to build. Um but I also as well just think that the general biz, like the general industry now, or not industry, but just kind of life in general is like people are investing into people. They're not investing into yeah. too much things or, or anything like that. So it's yeah. kind of, you need to be you. So yeah. that they could so that it's your story that yeah. they're buying yeah, yeah. exactly i mean it's yeah. like again following people on social media all these influences you are you know you're buying into them as you say yeah. and yeah. you know you want to yeah, yeah get to know them yeah. so yeah i'd say just be yourself that's yeah. my last thing <laughs> thank you very much for Nora. it was so guys. lovely having Thanks. you in and so it's, nice. i'm sure everyone who's like starting the course of that would appreciate that, it yeah. oh, i hope so yeah yeah, yeah.